Hey, welcome to the Players Club, a podcast by the players for the people. And I'm your host, Darian Richard. All right, guys, welcome back. This is episode one of season two. Yeah, we did season one all throughout the fall. It's a new year, new us. We're coming back to you 2022 uh, with a brand new new season. And so really excited to get into it. I'm coming to you from my new home for the time being. I'm down here training in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Miami area-ish for my college pro day to see if I can get a shot in the NFL. And so down here training at House of Athletes. Some of you guys may know the name, some of you guys may not. It's a great facility. Down here with a lot of different guys from schools across the country. You name it, we got guys here um, having a good time. Yeah, I'm just really excited. One, excited to see what the next chapter of my life looks like. I'm adulting, I'm transitioning. Uh, Really excited uh, for that part. Also excited to bring you guys along for that process as well um, because life is different now. I'm no longer a college student. It's been six years, six long years, no longer there. Um, now an adult uh, trying to see what life is like. And I wanted to bring you guys, especially uh, for you guys to see what it's like to transition to pro day. Uh, it's, a lot of my conversations will be shifting. Uh, we, we definitely stuck in college. We're going to kind of branch out a little bit, you know, uh, go to the NFL, get to some coaches on here, different people. It's going to be a great time, but I'm glad you're with us. Whether you're here for your first time or you're coming back, uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the Players Club. And yeah, we got a great show for you guys today. Uh, first episode of 2022. First episode of season two, um, we got my good friend, my brother, uh, former number one pick, starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, joining us to talk about his journey and everything he's had going on. My man's had a, a incredible highs and lows throughout the last year or so, and glad to have him on for him to discuss everything and you guys to hear from a man who is very short on words sometimes, but you guys get to hear a lot from him later. But first, let's just recap my life for a second, just a little bit. Going back, uh, we had a big bowl win against Iowa State. Uh, it seems like, literally seems like months ago. It was only like two weeks ago. We were in Orlando uh, playing my last collegiate game um, against Iowa State for the, in the Cheez-It Bowl. Uh, I literally, I couldn't pack them all in my car. I had bags of Cheez-Its and lots of Cheez-It gear that we were given. And what's kind of weird is my only year not going to the playoffs. But I had a really unique perspective because – um, whether it was expansion of the playoffs this year because I saw it was like to be on the other side or actually going to a regular bowl game and not like having the pressure of playing for a national championship in the playoffs, it was different. And I will say I've enjoyed all my bowl games and had really good experiences, whether that's been the Fiesta Bowl in Arizona, the Sugar Bowl in Dallas, um, where else have I played in the, the Cotton Bowl? Oh, the Sugar Bowl is in New Orleans. The Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, wherever it's been, I had a great time. But the Cheez-It Bowl experience is second to none. Great weather, really good time. We got to go to the Disney World for free, guys. We got to go to Universal and Islands of Adventure. We had a day pass with a fast pass. We could go on any ride we wanted to and get to the front of the line. You know, like, my inner kid just really came out. So, like, I would say bowl games. Like, bowl games are time to let loose, have fun. And, like, going to Disney World is a really cool thing. So that was one incredible thing that I feel like many bowl games can't match that. And then we also, speaking of bowl gifts, we got some, got some cool gear, a lot of got good stuff. Some of it goes to my dad's. It's, it's kind of like some Nikes that I don't think are cool, but they go to my pops. And so he's got a lot of those. Uh, we got a, a little cheese of bowl gift. Um, we got an Amazon gift card for 400 bucks. I'll take it. You know, get, you can get anything on Amazon. Um, well, moving on to the game. Even though we weren't in the playoffs and it wasn't like a big deal to some, it was still a really big deal to us. 
And you see that, but we didn't have we didn't have many guys opt out of the game that could have opted out because we were chasing the tenth win. And so for for the guys, the people that don't know, we had nine wins. And usually Clemson hits ten wins before the regular season is even over. But obviously wasn't that year, and it was a little different. And so our tenth win had to come in this bowl game, or my senior class would have been a senior class to break the streak. And you know how depressing that would have been for my senior class to be, to be the class. Like, we walk out of here, everything you've done at Clemson, you're the class to go out to break the streak. Oh, my gosh. So we were locked in, and we got it done. And so we kept the streak going. I think we just had either 11th or 12th 10-1 season, which is amazing. And so I hope the guys keep it going. But better yet, I feel better knowing that. It wasn't me to end the streak. So more pressure on the guys coming back and the guys that are carrying the torches. But we kept it going for you guys. We got a big win. Uh, down Orlando, the Cheez-It Bowl against Iowa State. Once the bowl game was over, the next day, I drive down here to Fort Lauderdale and move into this house where I'm staying at now. And on the next week, so I came down on like a Thursday, spent New Year's down here with my friends. Then on Monday, I started training like last week. And so, yeah, it just kind of, I feel like you, I think Drake just said this in the Instagram caption. Look, whatever. Yeah, some of you guys don't like Drake. Drake's the greatest rapper ever. He said, the, uh, the result of hard work it's more work because <laughs> I just went from working for a long time down in college and now I'm working hard I have been to see if I can get to the next level. So that's where I'm at in life right now, transitioning to try to see if I can get a, get a look from NFL team and make a team, which would be a dream come true. Who knows? I mean, I'm a dreamer. This thing can go either way, but I, it feels so cowardly to not try. So your boy, we're going to try. We're going to give it our best shot and see what happens. I think I'll be a great uh, asset locker room guy for anybody uh, in the league, but we'll see. But speaking of that, we got a guy coming on here that didn't have any of those worries, uh, like what it would be like to go to the next level. Um, he had a pretty, uh, worked really hard, don't get me wrong, but had a pretty straight narrow path what his life was going to look like post like college. Um, so my good friend Trey Lawrence is about to join us. Uh, really looking forward to this conversation. I know you guys will enjoy it. So you guys stay tuned. Coming up next, uh, Trevor Lawrence. All right, welcome back. Uh, season two of the Players Club, episode one. Joined here by my good friend, former teammate, uh, my brother, Trevor Lawrence. Glad to have you, bro. What's up? What's up, man? It's been a long time. You've been watching, been watching all the podcasts. A lot to talk about. Um, obviously, Jaguar season, you just finished. Um, but really want to go back, take it back to even before I met you, bro. Um, at what point did you feel like you're going to be good at sports? Um, I'm, I'm sure people always ask you, like, what point do you feel like you're going to be a good football player or any type of athlete? What sports did you play? Take it away. Yeah, I mean, I you know I played I played football, baseball, basketball growing up. I mean, my parents always thought I was good at sports, but I feel like everybody's parents think that. So I don't know right. how true of an indication that was, but probably honestly, like uh, like eighth grade, I feel like I really <clears throat> separated from like everybody else. Before that, you know, I was always a pretty good athlete, but just kind of like like the other good players when we were young, and then eighth grade. I like hit a big growth spurt. I was like six three in eighth grade, and then from there, just kind of took off. When did you get your first scholarship? At what age? And from who? Yeah, first scholarship was from Colorado State. I was wow. uh, right after my freshman year, so it was like the spring, spring of my freshman year, but like after the season. So you know, going into your sophomore year, uh, was Mike Bobo, Coach Bobo, who coached at Georgia, and then became the. 
he was OC at Georgia and became the head coach at Colorado State. So when he took that job, he offered me as my first offer. Did you ever go visit? No, no, I didn't. So after, so after that offer, it's like, you know, when you get one, a lot of times they kind of start rolling in. So then I started rolling in and sure. I wanted to stay close to home. So I went to like only schools really like in the Southeast. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, one of the things now is everybody probably looks at you and like in the age of NIL, would have been like to get recruited. Um, like whatever you can disclose is legal. Obviously, it probably don't matter now. But what was, is anybody offer you anything crazy or promise you anything crazy when you come on visits? You don't have to disclose any names. Maybe just give me yeah, no, honestly, no, man. I didn't. Uh, you know, you see all these people. They get like, you know, they get like money and they get cars or whatever it was. Like, I never really, I don't know. I never really was offered any of that. I didn't really care about it, anyways. But I, I think sometimes when you, um, they can kind of tell like the type of person you are and like if that would be sure. like, enticing to you or not. And that was just never really who I was. Which you know, respect whatever to to whoever you are that, that <laughs> likes that. I mean. I respect it. So I, they didn't even really try to offer me any of that. <clears throat> yeah, to, to each his own. Uh, what were you looking for when you were getting recruited? I was just looking for a place with, with good people. Well, I mean, I'll say at first I didn't know what I was looking for. I was just excited to be, you know, recruited to, like, have, have an opportunity. These schools, like, wanted me to come there. So I was just making my rounds. And then as it got closer and I started thinking about one was I wanted to be close to home. But outside of that, just wanted to be around good people that I felt like would help me become who I want to be. And really, through the process, it was Georgia and Clemson the whole way. And I was actually leaning towards Georgia. And then as it got closer and closer, I really just felt like I connected with Coach Sweeney um, and the rest of the staff more. I felt like our personalities aligned and our values aligned a little bit more. So I ended up being Clemson. Did you get a lot of hate? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, a, li a little bit. Like, I grew up – where I grew up, it's like all Georgia fans. So, everybody wanted me to go to Georgia. So, people were pretty bummed. Similar to Georgia. You know, Georgia missed on Deshaun Watson, too, coming out of Gainesville. Right. So, it was like – Georgia fans were, were pretty mad just about those two, like, back-to-back. -back. So, um, I caught a little bit a little bit of flack, but it was all good. What was your um, – was there a moment that, like, solidified your, like, commitment to Clemson? Because you know Coach Lee will do some – he does some, like – he'll try to make a moment. But, like, was there a moment, a phone call, a FaceTime, or anything that made you, like, all right, this is a moment I know I'm coming to come to? Oh, uh, man, I can't – I can't even remember how many times I visited. I know I visited once with my high school coach who was a punter at Clemson early, early 2000s. So, he took me up for my first time. He'd been – he was always talking about Clemson. Honestly, I was just, like – I didn't think I'd like it. I was, like, oh, whatever, I'll just go and, and see how it is. So, I went – and then they hadn't offered me yet, and they offered me when I was on my visit and just loved it, like loved the area, uh, never even knew anything about it. And then I came back, and when I brought my family, <clears throat> my parents loved it too. And then, you know, I started just kind of thinking about it and something that was just different for me. Like I had been around Georgia my whole life um, and knew about Athens and, and, and been to Georgia games, all that. So going there, it was just something different. And really liked it. My family liked it a lot more than Georgia as well. So that was part of it that that kind of helped push me towards that direction. Yeah. And people don't realize, like, I, I was saying that, I think, on the other podcast, but, like, how much your family has an influence on, like, you as a kid. Because, like, you are an adult. Like, you're 18, 17. But, like, For sure. whatever your mom thinks or your dad thinks has a big influence, like, what you want to do. 
Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and it was. Uh, I mean, Clemson's a way smaller town than Athens too. Like for any for any of you guys that have been to Athens, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty nuts. <laughs> it's it's a cool place for sure. I'm sure it's like a great college town, but um, Clemson was more my speed, and you know, I, I loved it. What is your speed, Tyrone? Slow. <laughs> I mean, you know me. Like I'm, I'm a little no, bit no. of both. Like I go, I go back and forth, but I, I want to be as low key as possible until, like, obviously, that's why I love Jacksonville because that's what it is. And then if you want to go, like, there's options to do whatever you want, but it's such a small, like, spread out city. You can kind of find your own little pockets where it's it's chill. So we we love it. Right for sure. Um, all right, taking it back to freshman year at Clemson. Um, anybody. Probably people watching, they know the story. Obviously came in as a big recruit. Uh, what was it like to first step on campus? And, like, was there a moment of, like, a welcome to college moment that you remember? Welcome to college moment? I, I don't know. I mean, I I feel like that whole senior group we had, like Christian, Cleveland, <clears throat> A.B., trying to think who all was in that group. A lot of those guys. I mean, Trayvon wasn't a senior, but he was in that group. Just all those right. guys, I guess, starting to be around them and – I feel like Christian, when you first get there, will make anybody feel pretty uncomfortable. Like that's just kind of his <laughs> his, right. his way of introducing you to the team. So like all of that stuff I remember. Um, but just those those guys, like it was a cool, a cool group to come into because I really feel like even to this day, like all the other teams I've been on, those have been some of the best leaders um, that I've been around. So that was cool to be a part of so early and then – Obviously, I feel like Clemson is one of the easier places to get settled in at, like I said, because it's, it's a smaller place. You know, Coach Sweeney is obviously awesome. The culture and the, the the team and the dynamic is already set, so you can kind of just, you know, work your way into it pretty seamlessly. All right, freshman year continues. Obviously, uh, people remember the year. There was, like, a lot of adversity with you and Kelly, but you got the job. How was it? Because, I mean, you want to come in, you don't like, you know, so you want everybody to like you, want everything to go well. How was it coming in, stepping into that role as a young guy when you're 18 years old, getting the keys to, to Clemson? Yeah, I mean, it was, it, was a, it was a cool year. It was crazy. Like you said, it was a, a little bit awkward at first, you know, came in, young guy, or just like that's been how I've always tried to approach everything, just put my head down and work until right. I get the opportunity. And then just gradually started to get more and more opportunities and, Really, like I was always, always, always confident in what I could do and knew that, like what I could bring to the table. Um, but obviously, Kelly was a, was a great player too, and had you know taken y'all to the playoffs the year before. So I wasn't exactly sure how it was going to unfold. And through camp, I really felt like I had a good camp. But Kelly, you know, got the job going into the season, so I just kept working, was ready every week. We kind of split reps back and forth, like the first four games, and then right. we went and played. Georgia Tech, I'm sure you remember that game. We went and played Georgia Tech um, on the road, and I th- Kelly was in, and we were rotating, and then I came in and took us down the field and scored real quick. So I, they left me in again, and then scored again. And then, like, just before you know it, like, that was my, I guess, first, like, big game. I think I threw, like, three or four touchdowns, uh, beat Georgia Tech. And then after that, you know, they, they named me the starter, and, and Kelly decided that he was going to transfer. So it was, it was a pretty weird week because me and Kelly were – we're cool. You know, we were in a quarterback room together and he was the senior and I was a freshman. So, you know, I never wanted to step on anybody's toes, but at the end of the day, I was right. going to let, I was going to let my play, you know, speak for itself. And um, so that was a little bit, a little bit uncomfortable and Kelly's still my guy. I mean, we hadn't talked in a while, but still, still a lot of love there, but yeah, that was a little bit, a little bit weird. But after that, 
I mean, you remember like the next week Syracuse was pretty crazy. But I yeah, know. so after that Imagine game, Chase oh, Bryce. Yeah, Chase Bryce. You know, he got his his opportunity, took advantage of. That's why it was such a cool year. Like everybody had their own moment that really like helped make the season. And then but after that Syracuse game, I mean, nobody even came close to beating us. So we I think we we beat everybody by at least two touchdowns. No, I know. How was it like coming to pretty much you had the storybook uh beginning? Obviously there was a lot of adversity that went throughout your career. But I mean you come in, obviously highly recruited guy, you win the job and then we go on and win a natty and we blow Alabama out. What was that experience like for you, like that your freshman year, like kind of coming to a head, winning national championship? It was pretty surreal, man. I mean, I like I said, I was lucky to come into a great group that had established leadership, guys that were coming back to go out on top that really carried the the load as, as far as leading the team. And all I had to do was just go out there and be myself and play. Um, so that makes it easier. <clears throat> but I will say, um, it was kind of it was it was really surreal, especially being in in California when we won the Natty, like just looking back on the year, like we just went 15-0 and uh, my first year, beat Alabama, who everyone was saying was the best team in however many years, like blew them out. And like just the way to end that year, it was, it was super cool. Like obviously I'll never forget that. But, um, and from then I was like, let's, let's just keep doing it. Like that was something like in high school, I'd had two years in a row undefeated, went to the state champion, won the state championship. So I thought like, why not do the same exact thing in college? And then obviously we almost we almost did it, but had some had a little bit of adversity. We did, we did. And after that year, and you can this has kind of been like honestly probably since you're in high school, but people have been, been projecting you as the guy, the next Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck and number one player. Like how did how have you handled that pressure? Because it was big coming into Clemson, then obviously after that year it got like yeah. you know what I'm saying, it became immense. How have you handled that? I think it's one thing people look at you, and I know you, so like, I feel like you've handled it well. How have you done that? Yeah, it's a it's a balance for sure. I mean, I think you gotta. For me, it's like you can't you can't read too much into what people are saying, good or bad. I mean, that's just something I I believe in. It's hard because you still, no matter who you are, like you you still see a lot of the things that people say, and just being confident in yourself. And for me, it was always. Um, not like having expectations for myself and not trying to meet expectations from other people. So like that was always what I tried to do. And from there, and then even like, I always tell myself, like, I'm not the next anybody, like I'm myself, like, it doesn't matter. Even if I play similar to somebody, like I'm always going to be, there's not going to be anyone like me because everybody's different. So I've always just tried to, to think, live and, and play that way. And, um, it's definitely served me well, but you know, like every level high school, you have that season or that game where you proved yourself and you're like, all right, I belong. And then you just kind of take off college is the same thing. Like that after that freshman season throughout that year, I had proved to the country to myself, like I belong, I'm going to be a great player. And then the next two years is really just going off of that and trying to get better. And then now you get in the league people, it's, it's like, it starts over. People doubt you, people say whatever they want. And then, you play well, you don't play well, whatever it is, you finally have that moment where you feel like you prove yourself and then you just kind of go up from there. So that's like what I've what I've tried to do. And um, this year has definitely been challenging, but I know right. I still got the same confidence I've had in myself since I was in high school. What do you, when you look back on your, on your time at Clemson, what do you appreciate the most about your development as, as a player? Obviously, it could be wins, but what do you appreciate most about your time at Clemson? As a player or as a just as a person or everything? As, yeah, Player, person, um, yeah. just, yeah. yeah I, mean, when you- I feel like I really 
uh, as a person, I think I grew as much or more as a player. I mean, just kind of, I think that's what college is for. You, you figure out who you are, who you want to be. <laughs> you really get to like pick your friends for the first time and surround yourself with people who, who you want to be like, or that you want to kind of build together with. So that was, that was a cool experience for me. Obviously met you, met a bunch of our other, our other boys that are, that are all tight. So Right. That was cool, but then as a player, like I, it was it was really fun playing for somebody like Coach Sweeney because he cared about you so much. So like, no matter what it was, like I was always willing to give everything I had for him. So and, and as a player, like that's all you can ask for. That's the best feeling when you got a coach that the whole team would lay it all on the line for him. And that's like, I think that's the biggest compliment you can give a coach. And I really learned how to do that. How to really, I think, be the ultimate like team player. And I think more than honestly, sometimes my play that's gotten me further is just I'll do whatever it takes to win and, and you know, whatever it takes to, to help the team. And that's something that I've just tried to do ever since I've been at Clemson. No doubt, bro. I would definitely amen and say the same thing. All right. So now, bro, it was a joke. Uh, and we I think you, you definitely dragged it out as long as you could. Did you ever really consider staying four years like in, in your mind, like mentally? Did you was there ever a smidgen of a thought uh no not really i mean i i wanted man i wanted more than anything to go out on top to win another natty so if anything that was the only thing that i i thought about was man i want to i want to win one more and i really feel like we could do it you know so i know that was that was the only thing that i kind of i guess thought about but i knew for for myself and my future and my family and like I had to, I, it was time to move on. Like it wasn't worth the, wasn't worth the risk. And I had accomplished so much already. Like, is it worth chasing one more and then wasting a whole other year? Um, yeah. So, and Clemson's a hard place to leave. I mean, you've been there six years, so <laughs> you know, I you know. know how it is. But <laughs> it's a, it's Bro, a great. Place. I, I loved it, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought about it briefly, but I just knew, and I was about to get married. Like I was engaged already. Um, it was, and me and Bruce had a lot of talks. Like we just felt like it was, it was time to go ahead and close that chapter and go to the next one. Yeah. And that same vein here, cause I was able to win two national championships and then you came, we won one. And I thought we were going to, the next, I thought we were going to do it all against, again, again, against LSU, yeah. uh, and go 30 and 0. But from your perspective, what does it take to win a natty? Cause we, we thought we were going to go on this like crazy run and win like two or three in a row. And now, like you're like an old head, I'm a I'm an alum as well now, and we had our chances in the playoffs. Yeah. But what do you think it makes a national championship team? Because we want, you want to win it every year, but it's just not realistic. Like, what do you think it takes? Yeah, I mean, I think it takes like every every team's different. Like you look at um, us in 2018, you look at LSU the next year, um, and then I guess what was it uh, Alabama last year? Right. I feel like all those teams were. All those, yeah, Georgia now. I feel like all those teams are different, um, but I definitely think it takes a lot of leadership, and I think that was something that, honestly, I think we lacked a little bit in 2019. I don't know if you feel the same way. Uh, when we yeah. lost to LSU, compared to the year before, like I really felt like those guys, like I said, c- kind of carried the load, and then when they were gone, we still had a bunch of great players. We had a, We had good enough players to win. I just don't know if we had that same intensity, that same – um, level of leadership and so I think that's like something that you got to have no matter what team you are and then you got to get hot at the right time um, and LSU that year I remember was like just 
playing lights out. They were confident. They were balling. Every, that was, they were all anybody was talking about. And I think that for us, we knew we could play with them. We came out, we started the game hot, and then we got behind, you know, probably second or third quarter and weren't able to come back. But you really got to play confident throughout the whole game. And, like, those teams like them, like, they kind of just kept the foot on the gas against us and we weren't able to catch back up. So a year ago from, like, this time period right now, you're training to go – which everybody knew, be the number one pick in the draft. What was that process like, uh, training and preparing for the NFL? Yeah, I mean, mine was different. Mine was not as smooth as I would have liked it to be. I, you know, I, well, our last game was, I think, New Year's Day. It was January right. 1st in New Orleans. So after that, obviously bad ending. Got smacked by Ohio State. Like, just not the way you want to finish your career, but I, I kind of knew that that was probably going to be it for me at Clemson. Um, and then after that, I took some time. I probably took – two or three weeks and had a messed up shoulder from the, from the season. And for the, mostly from that last game. And it just after three weeks, three weeks didn't feel better at all. So I got an, I got a MRI and all that and wasn't sure exactly what was wrong. So then flew out to go train in California. And right when I get there, we go get a second opinion from a shoulder uh, specialist in, in LA. And I got like a messed up labrum, torn labrum, got to get that fixed. So that was like a, that was a disappointing way to like start the off season. So I had to go, I had to get basically move everything up. I did my pro day early. Um, I did it like, I, I think I trained for like 10 days for my pro day. So I found out, I found out I have to get surgery like the end of January, do my pro day on like the 12th or something like that, February 12th. And then um, throw, do all that, come back, get my surgery. And then I'm just like trying to get healthy before I get to at there at that point, didn't know for sure, but assuming, you know, it's going to be Jacksonville, then right. get drafted, go through all that, um, finally get healthy late in the summer. But yeah, so I didn't really get to train for my pro day or for any of that. It was more just go throw the ball, go spin it and and show like what people know you can already do. And then um, kind of right. close the, any doubts on that and then go get surgery and get ready for the season. And some people, they don't know I'm, I'm experiencing it now, but bro, Training for the NFL is a really good time. You know, you get you finally get an agent. I live in the airport, so if you're here, the plane, that's why. Um, but, you you know, you, you move out to a nice city. You were in Cali. I'm down here in Florida right now. And usually you get a nice house, you get a nice car, you get a little stipend money, probably more money than you ever had up until that point. Yeah. And so what was your – was there any moment you were like, oh, this, is, this is cool. I'm growing up. I'm adulting. Did you have a moment like that? The whole thing. I mean, it was, it was awesome. I was staying in – I lived in Laguna Beach, and I don't – like, that was – Still one of my favorite places I've been. I loved it. I was right, right on the water. Yeah, my back porch like overlooked the sunset every night. Um, so that was sick. And then obviously like Marissa would come out and we were, like I said, we were engaged and getting married in April. So it was right before we were about to get married. And so that was some time that we got to spend together. That was that was awesome. Some, you know, some friends came out, all that. Um, so it was it was a lot of fun. But yeah, for sure. That was something I never experienced. I went from Cartersville, small town to Clemson, another small town, and then living out on the other side of the country by myself and training and trying to figure it all out was definitely a, a good experience. No doubt. Um, all right, so you get drafted, um, had a draft party in Clemson at the crib. What was it like? And you can be honest here because we all knew, I mean, you know what I'm saying? We all knew where you were going. We had Jack, Jaguars get around the house. We were all just sitting there. And it, it, it wasn't a surprise, you know what I'm saying? How, what was it yeah, like yeah. for you, you to finally just get drafted? You feel like you take it away. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I at, at that point, I, you know, the day of the draft, I knew like that's where that's where I was going. Um, but it still it, the the moment was still like just as special because you don't really feel even in that in, in the position I was in, I didn't really feel like settled or for sure until it happened. Until I got the call, came up on the screen, all that. So when that happened, you know, just just the celebrating, you know, you've worked so hard and. Um, I guess that's just like something you dream of since since you're a kid. And honestly, like for me, I didn't even dream that far as a kid. Like I just wanted to be a college football player. Like that was my dream. And then being able to do that and turn it into a career for myself and be able to go number one and just change change my life, change my family's life. Like it was it was cool. And you have a lot of emotions. And then I obviously had everybody there. You know, all my all my friends, my close teammates, my family. Um, so it was it was a lot of fun. That night was 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 great. Did you have a welcome to the NFL moment where you're like, I am here, like I'm doing this. This is real. Like you I mean like good life. good moment or bad moment? <laughs> uh, give me both. <laughs> I've had a, I mean in the game, I think just it's like good and bad. Like my first game was was weird, especially looking back at the se- season now that it's over. My first game played in Houston, threw for like. 300 yards, th- over 300 yards, three touchdowns, but also through three picks. So it was like just a weird experience. Like we, we didn't play great. We got beat. But like, I, you know, I did some good things and I was able to do what I've always done. But then also to have like three turnovers. So it was like a mix of emotions. Like part of that was easier than I thought it would be. And then the other part was like, how did I turn it over so much? Like just, you know, so it was like a mixed mixed feeling after that game. And um, so that was that was one of them. I think just. Also, like guys are a lot different in the league than in college. And you, when you join like a new locker room, it's it's a different feel. And like now knowing all my teammates, now that I've spent a year with them, like love all those guys. And um, a lot of them are my super close friends. But it's it's kind of – it's always weird going somewhere new and like trying to be yourself but also right. get to know everybody. Like it's always kind of a weird balance, especially being the number one pick and coming in and – you don't know what you know how certain people feel, and um, but yeah, so that's always a little bit challenging. What was like because a lot of people ask uh, just generally like what's the biggest difference between obviously high school and college? We, we both have experienced that, and then what's the difference between college and the league? Um, man, it's just it's just uh, like every week. I'd say college is you know you know it because we we played together and just knowing like our schedule you you legitimately maybe this year was a little bit different for y'all but when we were there like you knew the games you're like we're gonna win this game you're not concerned at all like even in the slightest it's like we're gonna go win this game and you don't even have to play your best to win and the nfl like it doesn't matter who you're playing like every week if this could be you know, one of the worst teams in the league could be one of the best teams in the league. And hey, case in point, shout out to the Jags versus the Colts. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's just like every team has good, good enough players. It's all about like each game stands on its own and you have to play well every week. And I think that was something that surprised me a little bit. Like, I mean, I think I knew that, but just seeing that unfold every week and then you got a 17 game season. So like for us, we got beat by 40 by the Patriots, like played terrible. We were missing like a bunch of players from COVID, went up to New England, got killed. And then the next week, you got to be able to flip the script fast. You got to be able to turn the page and move on. So like by the time Wednesday comes, you got to be ready to go play and get ready for the Colts. So then we got ready and then we go beat a team that's about to make the playoffs by whatever, 15. So it it flips fast, but also 
um, just everybody's smarter. Like every every player is like obviously the best physically, but I'd say more mentally. Like you're not gonna like you don't usually have guys like wide open. You know, people aren't busting coverage as much. Like the pass rush is just that much faster. Uh, it's just I mean everybody's just better. Yeah, and even one of the things that we probably both appreciate most about college is like any college level player at any level is watching this or play any type of sport. Like you really in college, you just grow close with the guys so much because you're with them. Like you do life twenty four seven. You got your roommates at some point in your life. Then, like I feel like in college, everything's so structured to where like you're here all the yeah. time. You go to class together, and that's what you appreciate the most: just the bonds and friendship. Like, what is that? Like, what is the locker room like in the league from your perspective? Yeah, it's a lot different. Um, it's a lot different. You got a lot of different, I, I say, personalities. Like you, you do in college too, but I'd say even more broad in the NFL. And um, you got guys that, um, like, you don't see them as much because you go in there. You know, you're you work a little bit on Monday. You're off Tuesday, and then Wednesday and Thursday are pretty long days. Friday's short, Saturday's short, and then you play Sunday. Like so, every you're not around each other as much. But I'd say like I got really close with. Definitely the quarterbacks, like our quarterback room was really tight. Um, and then it is like it is what you make it though. Like I think the good teams spend a lot of time with each other, and that's something that has been kind of hard with COVID. I'd say that's the one thing that's been difficult is like how do you spend a lot of time with your teammates outside of the building when you're not really supposed to be? So that's that was one thing that was challenging. So um, I think that's important. Just getting to know your guys that you're that you're playing with. Um, like you can tell the good teams have that that chemistry and those relationships. So. It's definitely different, though. It's not as easy. Like, you're not around the guys. Like, I know at Clemson, we just hang out at the facility all the time. We'd be there before meetings, like at lunch, all that. But really, like, if you're not if you're not meeting or working out or practicing, guys aren't there because they got, you know, families and lives. And it's just – it's more of a more of a job as far as, like, the time aspect of it. A lot of people do stuff from home, but you're not in the building just all day. Yeah. Maybe you said the job room. I was there one time and you were like, I got to go to work. And I, I really was like, what are you talking about? I got to go. You know what I'm saying? I got to go play it's football. Work, man. Like I, you know, I love it. Like, fortunately, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like, I mean, some days, some days it does. Like, the season gets long. But most of the times, it doesn't feel like work. Like, I love it. But it is. It's my job. Like I say, you know, I got to go to work tomorrow. And my, I, my work is just going in and having a meeting, working out, and then going on and playing a game. You know what I mean? So, it's, it's yeah. definitely cool. All right, um, looking back at the season, and but one thing about you, you always believe the best and try to make everything work, and I think people at any level can attest that you've done that. But you obviously had a lot of adversity this year. Like you went from – you're one of the most winningest people, like stat-wise that I know or anybody knows in college, obviously your high school career. What was it like? Kind of like you were op- very optimistic going to the season, but realistic. But what was it like actually kind of going through the season and losing so much? Man, it's tough, like mentally for sure, because you you put everything into like every week. Like and like I said, we always had the confidence that we were good enough to win, as far as you know, the talent and all that stuff. But um, there is something about like knowing how to win, and and good teams know how to win. And when it's a close game, you figure out a way to to pull it out and finish and and win the game. And I just didn't think we we did we definitely didn't have that this year because we had a lot of tight games that we could have won. And didn't end up finishing. So that's something that we're building, like moving forward, that we got to learn how to do. And, you know, I got a lot of confidence that we're going to do that. But it's tough. Like you go the first, you know, first game, we got beat by a couple scores. Wasn't wasn't super close. Second game, we played Denver. 
kept it tight until, you know, the very end. Third game, we played the Cardinals, who were supposed to be, you know, one of the best teams in the league, still are. Um, and really, we're right in that game. And I had, a, I know. you know, a bad, a bad turnover, a pick six, which kind of flipped it. And they ended up beating us by a couple scores. But um, we were in that game, had a chance to win. And then we go to Cincinnati. So that's three weeks in a row. We've gotten better every week. Go to Cincinnati, Thursday night, playing the Bengals. And we lose on a last second field goal, 24 to 21. So then now we're 0 and 4. I'm like, gosh, like I've, I've, I've only lost, you know, however, this many games in like six years. And, you know, we already right. lost the first four. Um, so just that is more mentally than anything is like trying or you have to like every week, like I said, start over and prep and get ready and, and have a great plan for the next opponent. You can't be thinking about last week and you can't let that affect your confidence. So that was a lesson that I learned, you know, I'd say probably about midway through the season is you really got to be able – you got to have short memory and, and move on quick. Speaking of this season, going going more on that, is obviously you had the coaching situation with Urban Meyer. And obviously there's plenty of stories that are out there enough people to read. But what was your experience like with Coach Meyer? Man, it was um, it was an interesting year. I'd say coming in, everybody was very optimistic and um, – Everybody was on board, and I feel like we had a good a good off season where everyone was kind of ready to roll. Obviously, it was we're trying to you know you're trying to change the culture, and Coach Meyer comes in, and that's what he's trying to do. And and like anybody would, you're going to a team that hasn't won a lot in the past few years. You try to change the culture and start there before on the field stuff. You got to change the mindset. So that was kind of the approach, and everybody was bought in. And then you know we hit a little bit of adversity throughout the season. Things weren't going great, and then. Obviously, you know, coach got mixed up in some some different situations, which made it made it a little bit harder. And then from there, I think it just kind of started going the wrong direction. Like we were able to win a couple games, but um, it just got, you know, in the NFL, like if you're not winning, it gets pretty difficult. You got a lot of guys that that want to win, that work super hard. You got a fan bases that are a lot more, I say, rabid than um, than college. Like NFL is a little bit more. Uh, unfiltered and pretty pretty ruthless as far as fans go so um that's obviously a challenge in and of itself and then you know I you know coach coach always treated me well so I, I you know I can't say anything anything bad about him on that front he always tried to do right by me and like I said he, he gave me my opportunity you know he's the one that drafted me so I'm always thankful for him and he's texted me kind of kept up with me since since he got let go uh there towards the end of the season but um, yeah, it was definitely obviously didn't work out and needed to make a change. But like I said, I'm always you see people for what they've you know what they've done for you and the opportunities they've given you, and you're you're thankful for them still. For sure, um, bro. So I was like the end of your year, um, you are no longer a rookie. You're about to be a second year player. How was it? How did it feel to, to go out with a bang? It felt great, man. We've had a. We had a rough last stretch. Obviously, like I said, when when Coach got fired and then Coach Bevel becomes interim head coach and we got a little bit of momentum and then still lost three in a row, lost a close one to Houston, um, lost a close one. We were one yard away from beating the Jets in New York and then got blown out by the Patriots. So rough three weeks. It was just kind of like weird. Like the we were going back and forth. Like we were playing well, then didn't play well. Um, so just trying to like finish and that's the biggest thing for me is I wanted to finish the right way going into the off season. Cause obviously I'm going to have a lot of time and you take some time off. And the worst thing, like, you know, when you lose the last game of the season, it's the worst feeling. Cause you got to 
sit on that the whole off season and you're just itching to get back and get another opportunity to prove yourself. So that was the one thing, obviously we still have a lot to prove and a lot to, you know, improve on, especially, you know, myself and just as a team, like I know we're going to have a way better year next year, but finishing on a high note and just feeling like we did, we left everything out there the last game, like that's a good feeling. You don't have any regrets. And then um, you really have something to build off of in the off season, a lot of confidence. So it was, it was perfect. It was just what we needed. Obviously I wish we could have won some more games, but we definitely needed that that win. It was big. Yeah, how would you sum up uh, maybe in a lesson? I was just in it, so I'm putting this is take it wherever you want to this question. But how would you sum up your like rookie year? Oh man, um, I know this is this was. This was how do I sum it up? I'd say <clears throat> just learned a lot. Like I that was that's what I'm taking for this year. Obviously, on the field it was it was up and down. Some games I played well, some games I didn't. You know, I learned a lot about ball. Like, I, you know, this – the NFL is completely different from college as far as offenses and defenses as well. Like, just so many things that you learn that you can't learn unless you go through it. So, I've learned so much. And then I've learned a lot about myself, just how, you know, how I deal with adversity, um, what works for me as far as making sure I'm ready to play week in and week out, not only, like, prep as far as – film study and game planning and all that, but like mentally just making sure my mind's right every week. I learned a lot about that because I was really challenged this season with the ups and downs. So um, yeah, I learned a lot. I think I learned how to lead better for sure. I kind of found my voice more and more as the season went on and became that steady, that steady voice and that guy in the locker room. And um, I think I like more good than bad came out of this year for sure. And it's a, we all know it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So really looking forward to the future. I know I'm going to use this year for the rest of my career. That's going to help me be who I want to be. Right. All right. Great, bro. And what advice would you give to incoming college players that are coming to the, like, what would uh, big Trevor Lawrence, you know what I'm saying? Um, Obviously you got a year of experience, uh, hopefully a lot more years ago. What would you tell people transition to the league? To the league or to college? To the league. Um, yeah, I would just <laughs> – I would tell people just to, to – I'm trying to think. This is a tough question, man. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, my fault, my fault. That's yeah, cool. take a, I guess, yeah, I guess there's no, there's no really right answer. It's just based off yeah, of – Yeah, no, for sure. I would say – yeah, I guess I would – if what I, was, what I would tell people coming into the league, I would just say really use everything as a learning experience. Don't let anything make or break you. Don't let one game – one good game make you feel like you're on top of the world or one bad game make you feel like you're – on the bottom um, really just use every experience to learn because everyone that goes in the NFL wants to have a long career. And unfortunately that doesn't happen for a lot of people. So I think that's, that's gotta be the most important thing is to continue to evolve and learn. And I think looking back now, like I still, I'm going to take some time to reflect because I've learned so much, but that was one thing that, that helped me this year was to realize, and people were my, had to remind me a lot because it's hard when you're in the situation but having my coaches like Coach Bev and Shadi constantly reminded me, like, take everything in, realize how much you're having to learn, what you're being asked to do. Um, and just if you can keep building on that and, and try to not make the same mistakes and just get better, you're going to end up being where you want to be. Um, so that's that would be my two cents. What do you see for the Jags, uh, Duval, for the people of Duval? What do you see for the future? Yeah. Man, I see a – 
I see a really bright future, honestly. Not just not just saying that because that's what I that's what I want, but I really believe it. Um, like I just think this is a special place. You like we, all the things we talked about. Why I love Jacksonville. I think that eventually, hopefully sooner than later, and I really believe it's going to be in the next couple years. This will be the one of the places where everybody wants to go. You know, you're in Florida, great place, great city, great fan base, and you're going to a really good team. So that's what I see for the future. <clears throat> and obviously um, next year, I think we're going to take a big step in that direction, um, make a lot of improvements, win a lot more games. Uh, it's going to take a big off season for us, obviously, but um, that's what I see. And I, year by year, it's a progression. You're not going to get there overnight, but you know, if you got people that are willing to put the work in, which, which I definitely am, uh, you'll get there. And I believe that it's going to be one of the, the places in the league where everybody wants to go. All right, last one for my Clemson fans. How has it been watching games as, as a as an old head? Not too old. You're still younger than me, but as an old head, Clemson alum, how's it been watching games since you've been in the league? Yeah, I didn't get to watch a ton of them. I watched probably three or four this year. Um, it's tough. Like I went to the I went to the opener in Charlotte when you guys played Georgia, and that one was that was tough. You know, we lost by a touchdown and. Um, it's a lot harder watching as a fan because I know like I was just there last year and wanting to be out there. And, and for me, like I can still remember and tell like what we're doing, especially offensively. Like I can still kind of see some, even someone like the signals and all of that. So it was, right. was kind of crazy. Like in the, at the game, I was seeing some of them. Um, so that was, that was definitely, it's hard watching it as a fan because you can't be out there. You can't do anything when the game isn't going well. Like you want to be able right. to go out there and, do something but you can't so i'd say that's i I guess i i understand fans a little bit more after watching it and like some of the frustration and then some of the joy when you see like the guys do well um it's cool and then but also knowing everybody like i played with all you guys so when i see guys like booth and um just dj all those guys and they do well it's it's cool yeah um yeah definitely this year is probably a little weird than years before to be a fan of clemson for Um, sure did you? I know a lot, you probably didn't bet any money. You're not a betting guy, but I know a lot of guys on our team. I bet, I I bet on the Georgia game. That, that was you, it. Okay. Yeah, then, I lost. Yeah, that's, lost, that, lost <laughs> you're probably like, never again, huh? Yeah, I lost a couple hundred <laughs> that game, but it's all good. Yes. I bet, uh, it is all good. I bet somebody else, too. I can't remember, but anyways. <laughs> I know. That's one of the funnier things when the guys are like, because sometimes if you make big, they'll kind of. I mean, this is I'm, I'm not, I keep forgetting I'm out of college, so I can't. My my eligibility is not at stake. But sometimes if they if you bet and win, somebody will break you off a little something every now and if you have the game. Um, <laughs> so we'll we'll see in the future um, if we can make any more bets. But last question, and then we're done. Is bro, at what point did you want to grow out your hair, and then will you ever cut your hair? Yeah, I started growing it out freshman year of high school. I had a buzz cut before that, so eighth grade I I cut all my hair off. And then I was, I was, I was sick of it. You know, I start, I, you know, got to high school in the season. I started growing my hair out. So I've had it since then. And then I don't know when I'll cut it. Marissa, Marissa would be, would be upset if I cut it. She would be mad. So I don't think I'm going to cut it anytime soon. I'll probably write it the, down until I'm bald. That's what I'm saying. It's the brand, bro. Like, I mean, it, it started off obviously it's like maybe it's the best looking hairstyle for yourself. But now it's like, bro, you cut your hair, like it may be easier to yeah. hide in public. But, I know, man. It's it would be easier. It would be easier to get around. But I I'm gonna ride it out for a while. I don't know. But will I be 35 and still have it? I don't know. So we'll see. Time will tell. Well, bro, thank you for coming on. 
Uh, it's a great way to start 2022, episode one. Have one of my best friends on the show, Trevor Lawrence. Um, this is us signing off. Thank you for coming on, bro. Uh, and yeah, any, any last words? Anything you want to say? Hey, I appreciate you having me on. Um, like I said, been watching and excited to see, was it season two? Season two, baby. Season two, so um, excited for it, man. Just wanted to thank you like for having me on. Obviously, you've been one of my best friends, and it's cool to see you moving on from Clemson and, and starting your own thing. So it's been it's been cool to watch, bro. For sure. Now, I hope you guys enjoyed that. We're going to have more great conversations coming on throughout this season two. Uh, but I want to give a big shout out to my good friend, uh, Trevor, for taking time out to come on to the podcast, The Players Club. Uh, well, the podcast about the players like you guys just experienced for the people, man. We do it for you guys. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, seriously, um, season one was amazing. Uh, I got my first, started doing a podcast, and you guys were so supportive, uh, sharing, liking, subscribing, and just giving support to me because I kind of stepped out on a limb and just see if this thing was going to work. And it worked. Uh, we got a little, we got a little fa- foundation, a solid foundation to build off of uh, for season two. In season two, I'm, I'm hoping to get, man, we're just trying to get bigger, better, um, and in every every way, uh, trying to get some good guests on that you guys want to hear from that I want to talk to, honestly, because that's part of it too. Like, I, I don't want to talk to you by born and does anything going on. So, we want to get some good guests on here for you guys and for me. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in to episode one, season two, and for your support, your continuing support throughout this next season. And I want to thank my boy Trev for making time to come on to the podcast. Appreciate him for coming on and opening up. And then, guys, stay tuned, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And, hey, this is the Players Club podcast by the players for the people. This is episode one. Stay tuned. We'll see you guys next week.